popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! Hello and welcome, you fantastic fantasy footballers. This is the Fantasy Guides Podcast. I am Casey Rippey, and I am joined today by someone who allows for Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, the creator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey. And for the first time in weeks, we are joined by a guy who probably gained 30 pounds in the past two weeks, our host, Jesse Preston. Take it away, Carnival Cruise. <laughs> no, it was Disney. Disney, oh, Disney. Cruise. Wow. Yeah. Are you, are, you guys I are roller. Like, and you guys are Disney people, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I, I got all the Christmas stuff out. Uh, we 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 have a lot in common. I'm not sure if that's one of the areas. Uh, <laughs> I I just don't I just don't know if I'm like a Disney guy. I don't know. I'm not full bah humbug. I like the movies and stuff, but it's just like I don't need you know Mickey to sign my bicep or anything. You know, well, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't think no, that's no. typically who he's signing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, there, there are i will tell you right now there were some adults on this cruise ship that were having way more fun than any kid <laughs> mickey, mickey sign my tits <laughs> yeah exactly exactly no i think uh, goofy you go to goofy for that kind of stuff yeah you, know? you go to goofy's <laughs> kitchen yeah chicks chicks like tall guys casey oh uh, i didn't realize uh, very, yeah yeah because you guys are tall so yeah you don't, <laughs> don't understand short guy problems but yeah <laughs> No, that sounds that sounds fun. But we so my kids, I don't think any kids now are really into Mickey and Minnie as much as like mm-hmm. we were as kids, because I don't okay. think Mickey and Minnie's as big a thing. Like when we were kids, uh, I mean, and even more so with our parents when they were kids, it was like Mickey and Minnie. Uh, we had, you know, Cinderella. What else? Snow White, Robin Hood. There was like only so many movies. Now they put out like 10 movies a year. So there's like a million movies. I think Mickey, I think the, uh, the lust for Mickey and Minnie, like, I think that's gone. I think the rose is off. The bloom is off the rose. Is that how, is that's that, how uh, none of that sounds right. I, <laughs> just, but I, I feel, I feel right at home again, Casey back here. I've missed you guys. I've missed Steven messing up all the sayings, you know, this, yeah. this is I was thrown about. by the word lust involving Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> Buddy's the wrong wrong word. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, on tonight's episode, I'll I'll try and sprinkle in a little bit of cruise info as we go through. But on tonight's episode, uh, we're doing our week 12 recap. And we're going to go through each game and give you some of our takeaways from the games. We're also going to talk about waivers. If Andrew has any good ones, Uh, we are in kind of no man's land for waivers, I believe, at this point in the year. It's it's uh, Steven. It's like your least favorite thing uh, towards the end of the season, right? It's my least favorite content, kind of, because it's rare that there's going to be someone uh, that noticeable that you add. And usually if it is, it's pretty obvious, you know, so you still have to do it. But, yeah, it's not it's not as exciting to me as like figuring out the matchups and stuff. And then it's it's been about a month since I've done an NCAA football update. So I'm going to try and roll that in right right into the episode. Talk about some risers and fallers kind of down the stretch here and uh, what to look for during championship week in college football because there's some really interesting games going on. And then, uh, yeah, if we have time, maybe some NFL trivia at the end. We've, we've enjoyed doing that and uh, seeing if Casey and Steven can go five for five on trivia questions. Oh, for sure. I mean, probably not, but... 
<laughs> but let's kick it off with a, a little Monday night update here. It, this looks like a riveting game that we are missing. Mm-hmm. Bears three, Vikings three. Um, my my update. I was uh, eating dinner with my family, and the game was up on the the screen the, at the restaurant we were at, and it was uh, at the time the the entire first quarter. The first quarter ended, and the Vikings had run three plays. Mm-hmm. Oh that's God. that's. That's, That's a not fun good. game. <laughs> yeah. Quite the contrast to the Sunday night game, which was one of the best ones I've seen this year. Well, hey, don't get ahead of ourselves. Let's, oh, let's, sorry. We got to start by recapping. Uh, let's let's do our Thanksgiving Day and and how that went and what you thought of these games, Stephen. Because um, you didn't, you haven't talked about these with Andrew yet, right? No, because we ended up doing the flex before all the games uh, yeah. last week. So, um, God, I'm going to try to remember what happened in those games. I know Jordan yep. Love and the Packers look good. Quite yeah. the contrast to the last time these two teams played. Um, last time, Detroit kind of worked uh, worked the Packers over, but this time it was the reverse of that. It's 29 to 22, but I don't even think it wasn't really even that close. Um, did both of you guys get to watch this one? Yes. Well, Casey, you did. Didn't you? Yeah. We watched it together, right? <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> yeah, I, was I, was like, I was like, don't you yeah. guys do Thanksgiving together? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we did. But okay. I, I couldn't remember if you got there in time for the morning game or not. Uh, I believe I did. I believe I was over there. Well, no, no, you're right. We didn't watch it together. We got there after. I got there after that game. Okay. Well, but I did watch it, and I am very thankful for Jordan Love and Christian Watson finally doing something this year on my on my best ball team. Yeah, Andrew was able to wait. You know, week twelve, he was finally able to tell everybody, "I told you so." About <laughs> Christian Watson, <laughs> he's been patiently laying yeah. in the weeds, waiting for a Christian Watson breakout. Yeah, and he had a good game. Seven receptions, 94 yards, or sorry, five receptions on seven targets, 94 yards and a touchdown. Um, th- I, this guy, it's going to be inconsistent with Jordan Love the way it is right now, unless Jordan Love takes a massive leap, unless we see more volume. I, I think this is kind of, I think he'll be better than he's been this season, but that's the, the Christian Watson. I think that's going to be the Christian Watson experience. I think we're going to get a lot of boom bust out of him. Um I don't know, you know, going into next year, how high I'm going to rank him. I'm sure he'll probably be a value because people probably won't want to touch him. But I don't know. He just has the feeling of what's going to be an inconsistent wide receiver moving forward. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I think it's tougher to to make a call on Christian Watson just on his injury history. You know, well, I'm including that in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like a lot of his are just stuff that he hasn't waited long enough to get healthy on. And that's what worries me the most is like, is he going to get hurt again this season? Because he's not. I mean, soft tissue injuries are are nagging and I'm worried yeah. about his hamstring and I'm worried about him staying healthy this season. If he come if he comes out of this season healthy, I'm a lot less worried about him next year. Yeah. Um. Also on the Packers side, A.J. Dillon did kind of A.J. Dillon things. Just meh, 14 carries, 43 yards, three receptions for 38 yards. Um, He's, depending on his availability in your leagues, he's probably worth a waiver wire ad. Um, I'm not sure what his availability is, but if we continue to see Aaron Jones, I mean, a lot of people right now are just looking for a running back with a heartbeat, and he does have that. uh, Jaden Reed, Jesse, did you like him coming out? I know he showed at the senior bowl, but I, it feels like he's one of the fastest guys in the league. He looked good in this one, 15 fantasy points, kind of more, more gadgety, you, you know, um, he had the carries for 16 yards, four receptions, 34 yards and a touchdown. Um, kind of has a, a feeling like uh, Curtis Samuel to me. 
Yeah, he was one of those guys. I was able to actually get him in best ball, even though I think it was like the third round. Um, mm. And I was I was excited that he fell to me. I think it's an example of if you do your homework, there there are some good receivers, you know, later in in rookie drafts. Um, he was a guy that I didn't know a ton about. Michigan State has been down. Um, they they fired their coach uh, this past year. Uh, they ended up just hiring. They are hiring the head coach from the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, is going over there now that that was just announced but he he kind of flew under the radar because he's on a bad team so but when I went back and watched highlights I got really excited and that's that's why I was excited when he fell to me um I was trying to avoid Packers wide receivers because I thought Casey maybe hexed that team <laughs> just by he took every single uh Packers receiver but Jaden Reed he, I think was, well, was on his team at one point and then but he he started trading away some of them so then I felt a little better about getting some uh some stock in Green Bay yeah, he he may. I think he did hex them. They did. They feel hexed. I mean, Christian Watson did finally put in a good game. But yeah, no, he looked good. I like him. He should be rostered definitely in most leagues. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Jared Goff, uh, not his best game by any means. He's not looked quite as good the last couple of weeks. Um, I would just chalk this up a little bit to a division game. And I don't know if you saw that some crazy stat. The Lions have lost a ton of uh games what was the stat well there was something in case andrew sent it to our group when there's like a gibbous moon or something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like like they're 0 and 12 and it was a gibbous moon or whatever it's called i don't know so they have some sort of like losing streak on thanksgiving so maybe it yeah. has something to do with that um i don't know but i still i think jared goff's starting to slink back into more of a back-end qb1 versus the the mid-range qb1 that that he he's been most of the season um the running backs they did okay 15 and 11 points for both of them um i think better days are ahead uh st brown continue to do st brown things it wasn't looking so great for him but on that last drive he got i want to say at least two or three garbage time receptions that took him from like 11 to or maybe it was even 10 i think he had like 10 and a half points to 18 and a half points uh but it doesn't matter. Amonra St. Brown, he'll always seem to get you at least 17 or 18 points. So he did fine. And then Laporta, he looked good in this one again. Um, I think he even had a, should have had two touchdowns in this one. So he could have even had a bigger game than the 17 he had. But um, that's probably a, a, all I really got from this one. I don't know if you guys have anything else. Um, Khalif Raymond actually looked really explosive in the game. He ended up with uh, 14 and a half points on five receptions for 90 yards in those five receptions. <laughs> I, I'm not playing the Cleef Raymond game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how that goes. I, I go, oh, you know what? He looked good. Put him in my lineup. Nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> but, uh, uh, all right. Let's move on to the next one, Jess. Yeah. Next game here. Washington Commanders got whooped by the Cowboys 45 to 10. Uh, listening back to the flex that you and Andrew did. You know, if I was doing the Dion Sanders like ranking my kids, I Andrew's Andrew kind of crushed those two pods. He's doing really good, Casey. I mean, just keep an eye out. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't I don't think he's replacing me, but <laughs> uh, I like that. It's have you ever seen that Toy Story gif where it's Woody and he's just his eyes are like looking up over the uh-huh. over the ledge. That's what it. That's what it kind of. <laughs> That's what it sounded like you were describing. That's well, the good uh, thing too is is Andrews is skinny as Woody as well. Yeah, mm, yeah, good point. Yeah, checks That's out. Sound. But, but what I will, what I, what I, one of my takeaways from uh, the flex is is you, Stephen. You were like, I think the Cowboys could roll in this one, and you had you thought Tony Pollard could break out. You thought Dak Prescott could break out. 
and kind of everything that you communicated there uh, was was pretty spot on. You even you even weren't too high on Sam Sam Howell this week, um, and so yeah, I just just giving you some props. You, I think you even said I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Cooks makes a big play in this game. And there you go, four catches, seventy two yards. I did, touchdown. I did actually say I. You know, I need to pull these sound bites because there's just so much more that people don't know that I get <laughs> that I that I sometimes get right. Uh, no, this one, I, I had a feeling it was just going to be a, a bloodbath, and it, and it was. Uh, Sam Howell still, though, comes through every week. He he leads the league, I believe, in both passing yards, attempts. Actually, I want to look at this right now. Um, let's see. He's, On the season, he's got to be leading in yards. Yeah, he, he has is. the most passing yards, 3,300 passing yards. Um, they haven't had their bye yet. Uh, and he's got, I want to say, already close to 500 attempts. Yeah, he has 486 passing attempts. So he's crushing it. What's he on pace for? I know everybody he's, loves when, when I well, do live I, math. I don't, I don't think that's as important as just saying that Jesse was definitely right. He's, he's <laughs> oh, better, yeah. than, Betty, better than Kenny Pickett, better than Desmond Ritter. No, yeah. you, you absolutely did say that. We need to give you props for that. Um, sorry, I, I do want to see what he... So he's on pace for 4,700 passing yards. So... Uh, fantasy wise, he he's having a great season. Um, if you, he's still a mid range QB one, if you drafted him, well, I don't even know if he was drafted in most leagues. We recommended him. I know that. Um, we were rec- recommending him as like a discount Daniel Jones, even. But but I thought he'd be rushing more. He's I actually passing too. a lot more than I than I thought he would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dallas Dak is the basically the QB one over the past uh, month, maybe past five games. He's the hottest quarterback in football right now both in real life and fantasy. He had four touchdowns in this one. Tony Pollard, uh, I did say, Jesse, I said, he's going to start looking good. Mm-hmm. And that was three weeks ago. Well, the first week he did awful. He scored like five points. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, never mind. <laughs> but uh, two, two good ones, yeah. But then back to back, he's been good the last two. CeeDee Lamb still came through with 17 points. He did have a some missing points, could have had a touchdown. All, both of those guys could have had bigger games, Dak and CeeDee Lamb, but CeeDee dropped one. Um and then, yeah, Brandon Cooks uh, slowly starting to upward have an upward tick. You know, he's starting to get a little more looks and he's been fantasy relevant the last couple of weeks. Uh, and it's also helping out Dak Prescott, which is something we thought would happen this season, but uh, it didn't happen right away. And now it is happening. So I don't know. I think Dak, I'm still going to take Jalen Hurts over him, still going to take Josh Allen over him. But I think I don't think there's another quarterback I'd take ahead of Dak Prescott right now, rest of the season. Well, and, and, you know, you, you've always been an apologist and where he was being drafted, tremendous value, you know, on the season. So I still have people telling me he sucks. Like not, not, oh, he's, he's not that good. No, like he sucks. I'm like, well, I don't think you're maybe not looking (laughs) at the film or the stats, check (laughs) check uh, your sources. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Other side of the ball, Curtis Samuel starting to do things more recently. Remember last year, um, he started out really good and then he fell off. Well, this year it, it feels like it's the opposite. Like he started to, uh, sorry, I was trying to find his, uh, his game log here. Cause I know he's been doing some stuff yeah. more recently. Um, well, he's been terrible oh, the last four weeks. Nope. never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> but he was I was thinking of, I was thinking of like the, the middle of the season when he, when he showed up, but yeah, this was his first big, big game in like the last month. So forget what I said. <laughs> but he, but he did. Your memory. Yeah, he did show up in this one. Nineteen points. Josh Dotson, ten points. Uh, Terry McLaurin, just nah. He's just kind of been mad all season. 
hasn't really had any big games hasn't had like just just kind of what we expected he's he's a little bit disappointing um and then logan thomas i did say to sit him uh he came through with three fantasy points so uh not really much else i have to say from this game other than uh i don't what's that guy's name jesse did you hear about that defensive back for dallas and how he's got five pick sixes this year yeah that is just insane to me uh what is his name it is uh oh (laughs) this is fun (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is one of those podcasts, guys. Uh, it's uh, Deron Bland. Five touchdowns in one season returning interceptions. That's just insane to me. Change um, his last name to Spicy, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Casey. That is what <laughs> yeah. the stock is <laughs> rising. <laughs> you just gave Andrew a little stiff arm. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Our last uh, Thanksgiving game here, we had the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, Steven, you mentioned on the flex, you thought this might be a tight game. It was not, uh, the, the 49ers went in there and laid one on them mostly because Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are two of the most exciting players in the league right now. You did mention on the flex. It's funny because I, I didn't get to listen to the pod till way after all of these games occurred. So I was able, I was able to listen to it with some kind of revisionist history. But one of the things you mentioned on the flex is you said, you know, one of the things that makes the 49ers interesting is that they just can use Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel interchangeably during the broadcast. <laughs> the the broadcaster, I can't remember who it was talking about, like literally said the exact same thing. Nice. And they were just moving Debo all over the place. He had a monster game. Christian McCaffrey had a monster game. Um, this was one where I was actually laying on the top deck of a cruise ship with this on a giant like movie screen size oh. TV watching this game. It did not, I did not get to see the whole thing, uh, but I basically got to see the whole first half and it was pretty much over by the first half and got to see Debo and Christian McCaffrey just doing their thing. So it's a, it was a, it was fun. That was a fun situation. That was probably one of my highlights of the whole trip. Well, do you, so how would you reckon, like, was that, was it distracting? Was it loud? Could you hear it? Was it, was that like an amazing way to watch a game? Yeah. So what they usually do on those Disney crews, they have a, you know, Moana going on that mm-hmm. screen and then the kids just sit in the pool and like, they're like glazed over, you know, just getting wrinkly in the pool mm-hmm. as they watch an entire movie up there. So the sound <laughs> is actually great. And, uh, and it was nighttime, you know, so it's a nighttime cruise breeze through the air on the top deck, giant movie screen with that going. And, and it's also funny cause you get all these different fans from all over the place. There were dolphins fans, there were 49ers fans. Oh and, yeah. I so, can see that. So it was it was it was a really cool atmosphere to watch the game. But yeah, the 49ers rolled, man. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken cuz I think actually while this game was on, Casey and our family were sitting in our hot tub watching it. Not not quite the same. We were trying to look through the the window at the TV <laughs> to see what was going on, but I believe they sent Christian McCaffrey uh out as a wideout and then handed it off to Debo, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Was, yeah, that, was that was That was yep. That was Oh, was it Ayuk? Oh no! They did it once with Debo, where they just they okay. just literally swapped, and then he handed it off to Debo for his long. He had a long of fifteen. That was on that play. They were both yeah. in the game, and that's when the guy said exactly what you said. These are just interchangeable pieces. This is so dangerous. Awesome. You know? So it was cool. Well, how fun to call plays for those guys too. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, other side of the ball, I think they're replacing Gino after this year, right? You think, or do they give him uh, one more year? I think they replace him probably. They so got a. You- 
The thing well, you have to remember about this upcoming class is historically good quarterback class. So, so the so what may be happening, guys, is and we I think I think this is good to know for Dynasty is keep an eye on you know if they don't decide to take a first or second rounder, they may take a third round guy that comes in and is better. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just these teams where it's kind of an iffy quarterback situation. These teams where I mean we haven't got to the game yet, but. My my area game that was coming in was Jake Browning versus uh, God. Who was even the other quarterback for the? I was just like Kenny wow, Pickett. Kenny Pickett versus Jake Browning in like a <laughs> ten to three game or something. I mean, it was like the worst football I've watched in a long time. And I'm just going, yeah, you know, Kenny Pickett. I don't know if he's going to stave off when you're when you're talking about ten quarterbacks in this upcoming yeah. class that could become starters in the NFL. It's like which ten teams are we talking about losing? losing their starters then i think i think gino is in danger if you're a, if you're a uh gino smith dynasty owner i would i would try and uh get out yeah no i i agree also dk metcalf i think we might need to recalibrate dk metcalf in dynasty um it's just been a steady decline he had the you know the 2020 17 points per game top five top seven i think he was the wide receiver seven that year and it's just been a, it, it's been bleeding out ever since. It's like 14, 14 and a half points per game, 13.3 points per game. And now he's at 12.9 points per game. Um, he's the wide receiver 34 right now. And I still see, and I was guilty of this for a while, but I've, I've, uh, this year, I was higher on him this year than probably a lot. Um, but as the season's gone on, I've recalibrated and I've really dropped him in rest of season rankings week in and week out in the trade guide. But I still see him ranked in rest of season rankings and other places that I reference pretty high. And I, I don't quite understand it. What more what more evidence do we need from this guy? It's just it's all those gummies he's eating. That, that'll do a number on your body over the years. Can't stay consistent with that. Well, and I think it's quarterback play. You know, I've been talking about Gino. I don't he's not getting him the ball. And you know, when you have three catches on nine targets, that's the yeah. uh the opposite of what we're looking for. So, and, and it's not necessarily like I'm completely knocking him. I'm knocking him in combination with the situation. Um, and he's just not able to get it done. And year after year, he continues to get uh, outproduced by Tyler Lockett. Um, so kind of interesting. But yeah, this was not a fun game. I, I This was actually one area that the 49ers were beatable was in the secondary. You, you can pass on the 49ers and the wide receivers typically can take advantage. None of the wide receivers for Seattle were able to take advantage um, so yeah, pretty disappointing. And then Zach Charbonnet, he kind of did what I thought he would. I, I didn't think he'd have a good game. These, the 49ers are good versus the running back position. Charbonnet, uh, he's our number one waiver wire ad last week, but, but Andrew and I talked about it, his upcoming schedule, including this 49ers game. So brutal. Um, and we said add him and then try to trade him right away to somebody that needs a running back. Cause it's, it's not good. All right. Moving on to the next game. This was a Friday game. Uh, Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets and the Tim Boyle experience began. And I will tell you right now, Stephen, well, let me ask you what if you if you asked me the three deep at quarterback on every NFL team and said, where did these guys play college ball? What do you think my percentage would be of knowing? I'd I'd say the high 80s. Yeah. So he's in that 15 percent. of I've never even even heard of Tim Boyle. There's there's a reason you haven't. Yeah, yeah, well, somebody in the bar goes, "Hey, Je- you know, hey Jesse, where'd he play college ball?" Because it's just I, I usually know, and I was like, I don't even know who this person is. 
And then they go, oh, they high five each other. Yeah, and well, laugh. exactly. But but <laughs> this guy was a starting quarterback in the NFL last Friday night, and uh, as you can imagine, you know, 179 yards, two picks. Um, you know, starting the Miami defense would have been a good Je- call, like like you had said on the flex, I believe. Jesse, have you seen his college resume? Uh, you know, I I didn't because I didn't even know who he was. But I oh, learned, I learned, I learned on the flex from Andrew that he threw more picks than touchdowns as a college quarterback. I, at, by a lot. At, and it's not UConn. even, <laughs> it's not even close though. Casey, yeah. if you could, if you could get those pulled up while I, I, I do. All right. Okay. So first of all, I just want you to know that he went to Connecticut from 2013 to 2015. Um, I don't know what he's been doing for the past <laughs> six, seven years. Well, that's part of it. I figured <laughs> the guy was in insurance, not during, in the NFL. <laughs> during that great, career of his in connecticut he uh threw one touchdown to 13 interceptions yes and his senior year so uh actually his junior so as a true freshman he threw for 621 yards then he came back in 14 and threw for uh 335 yards but then in 2015 this is why they drafted him he threw for 281 yards (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is all checking out this is all checking out of why I had no I, I was I was I was lost, completely lost, which you, you know when when uh in the off season when Sean Payton said that Nathaniel Hackett's job in Denver was one of the worst he's ever seen, this as your third string quarterback tells me that he's not a very good coach. Well, and Jesse, I don't know if you heard I had Andrew do um, math on how many males between the ages of uh, <laughs> yeah, twenty two and thirty five are in the United millions. States. Yeah, millions and <laughs> millions. And how do we only have, how do we, how is it Tim Boyle? Is it even Tim? I don't even know yes, his first name. Tim Boyle. Uh, how does he make an NFL roster? We don't have better than Cam Newton's out there somewhere. I know he's no good, but he's better than right. Tim Boyle. Yeah, I guarantee no, there, you. there are. Well, and, and, you know, I think you, you look at like the Vikings, go make a move to get somebody else's backup that actually has NFL experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, uh, if, you know, PJ Walker, he's played on like every team in the league. You get him over, he'll be better than Tim Boyle, you know? So yeah. I don't think we have to analyze this entire game. Uh, you know, no. I think we could go in. Mostert did what we thought he would. They were who we thought they were basically. Right, Steven? Well, that and like one thing I had brought up, um, I don't know if it was on the flex or not, but Jalen Waddle, his game, you know, he still hasn't had a monster game, but he did have a big game in this one and against a very good secondary. So it, a lot of people, if you look at it, the Dolphins wide receivers have the worst fantasy schedule over the playoffs. They play just some brutal matchups, but these guys are kind of matchup proof. So I'm just this, and this is just more proof to that. Tyree killed 25 points, 20 points for Waddle. Um, I guess I'm just saying, don't worry too much about those guys. And then on the Jets side of the ball, Garrett Wilson actually had a good game in this one. Seven receptions, 44 yards and a touchdown. Um, Brees Hall, not so much. Uh, these guys are being severely hampered by uh by the quarterback play let's just pray to god aaron Rodgers is healthy for all of uh 2024 all right next game here we've got the new orleans saints at the atlanta falcons uh the falcons ended up winning 24 to 15 it was the return of desmond ritter he wasn't good or anything but he came back and and they won i think the my big takeaway from this one was they've started doing these um Guys go up on the, I don't know what they call, Casey, tell me, this outsider thing. What do they call the area of a stadium up at the very, very top? It's like the... Nosebleeds? 
No, no. Yeah, I'm talking in the the like literally up in the rafters where people are like running the lights or something. I don't even know why there would be there's like oh, a gotcha. but there's people now that go up there and they do film from there. The, they got these super zoom in camera lenses. Oh, and, is that how they're getting those bird's yes. eye shots? Okay. Yeah. And and so Atlanta is one of the stadiums where they can hover right over the field if they get up in there. So I'm sure those guys are like strapped in like construction workers so they don't fall and kill themselves. Oh. But they get those amazing uh, where like your the, the guy's head is still, but his body's moving. Um, that's how they're getting those shots of Derek Carr throwing like a 100 yard interception return. I don't know if you saw that on Instagram. Yeah, it's just like. Those, those, I know you saw it, Steven, with Bijan running. I, well, you were like, cause I, and I, I reposted it. Um, it was like Adam Schefter posted it. So I like reposted it, but I remember saying, how come I'm only seeing these for Bijan Robinson? Does he have his own special camera? But if you're saying the stadium has it, that makes more sense. I believe no, it's the, a, the word, the person the word you're looking for is rafters. Yeah. Like, like in the Mercedes Benz stadium, they're literally like hanging from the rafters on the causeway or I, you know, cool. I think there's a name for that, that little railing that you can actually be up in there. And that's why we keep getting those awesome shots. But the, uh, Derek Carr's one interception was house called the other way. And it was a beautiful highlight from the, uh, from the causeway. I'm just going to call it that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It was the former Bengals, uh, Jesse Bates. I saw that one. That was it took me a second. I was like, who is the guy returning this thing? And then I forgot that, that they got him in the off season. But uh, yeah, the, I was actually a little bit surprised by this. I thought the saints might do better in this one. Um, and I thought their defense might do better. Bijan Robinson. Uh, I believe he had 22 touches in this game. Um, maybe 24 touches. Can't remember exactly, but uh, you know, he's still not getting all the snaps that we want, but um, he did definitely get the usage in this one. I think Arthur Smith starting to cave a little bit. Uh, from the media pressure on using your studs uh, other than Kyle Pitts. He still, he still says that F that guy, I'm not using him, but um, yeah, no Bijan had a good game. Uh, Drake London, a decent game for, for Drake London uh, and Ritter 14 points, but Kyle Pitts, you know, he's still owned in 86% of leagues on Yahoo. You know, I wow. traded him. I traded him away for pennies on the dollar and I don't regret <laughs> it at all. No. <laughs> no, And I just kept saying to people, they're like, you don't, you know, you bench him, you don't drop him. And I'm like, why not? Uh, <laughs> what's his ceiling? And I think we saw it this year. It's like 14 points. Um, you're, you're not really going to get burned. He's not going to be putting up TJ Hawkinson type games. Um, so I, I don't know. And honestly, I'm worried long-term dynasty wise about Kyle Pitts. I'm wondering if he's, I, th- I don't think it's all just the quarterback either. I don't know that Kyle Pitts is, is playing at the level of this elite prospect. Um, I'm, well, I'm wondering. That- other tight ends on the team are doing better. Mm-hmm. That makes you really worry about it. It just um, makes me wonder, Dijon. is he, is he a little more Evan Ingram, you know, more like decent tight end as like a mismatch, but, but maybe overhyped a little bit. I think that could be the case. Um, on the other side of the ball, Chris Olave was having a monster game, seven receptions, 140, 14 yards until he got concussed right before halftime. Um, mm. guessing he's probably going to miss another game. So that's unfortunate. Uh, but, um, he, if you, if you still have a trade deadline and somebody needs, needs to uh, win now, try to get a lobby cause he has an amazing playoff schedule. Um, and then we don't need to say much about Camara. He, you know, 15 points Camara's a stud. All right. Next game here. I talked about this earlier, a riveting 16 to 10 game between the Steelers and the Bengals. And I, I actually found myself during this game throwing up. 
I, well, a little <laughs> in my mouth kind of as the game was going along. But I also, I almost texted Casey and said, I don't know if I would watch NFL football if it weren't for fantasy football. Like it was a hard watch and it's just like, it's tough to find a college football game that was that lame and boring with that many commercials. And so uh, I was actually working on my bathroom most of the time, installing some, some cabinetry. And I'm glad I had something to do because this was just a tough watch. Kenny Pickett is not good. Jake Browning, he, Jake Browning was actually, um, here's a, did you know, he he's thrown he through for more yards as a high school football player than anyone in history. He's he owns mm. the high school football passing record. Had an amazing career at Washington, actually, and I'm not surprised that he's hanging around in the NFL. You know, he's not a Tim Boyle, but you know, he just didn't. He just doesn't look the part, really. Um, this this wasn't a fun game. I, again, <laughs> probably not a lot to talk about. I, I will say, you Stephen on the flex, you said Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> Uh, hasn't done a whole lot, but but you liked the matchup. Look at those numbers there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I am pissed about that because I I do a post like deep sleepers and Fryermuth was all queued up, had his face on there. <laughs> I had the backdrop with his logo. Um, I had uh, it all the his name typed in and everything, and then I got scared, and <laughs> I subbed in Jawan Johnson. Just because, because oh, yeah. Kenny, that's what Kenny Pickett will do to you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and not, Jesse, and I have proof because not only I, I ended up posting it with Juwan Johnson, but I accidentally still had Friar Moose's name on the post. Mm. And people are like, oh, you did Juwan Johnson dirty. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Recommending him as a start. And then I look and see it says Friar Moose. So I, I had to end up reposting it. But yeah, I had Friar Moose as a start, pulled it. But uh, no, Cincinnati's been very vulnerable to the tight end. So I'm not, I didn't expect this big of a game from Friermuth, but um, I'm not that surprised actually because it was, uh, Cincinnati's been brutal against the tight ends this year. A um, couple things. Steven, um, that's divine intervention telling you, nope, you made the right choice earlier. You should have gone with Friermuth. That <laughs> happens again. You switch it back to the name that's there. And secondly, Jesse, I can, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I turned on my TV. And for whatever reason, I love NFL broadcasting rules because they could only play one game in the morning. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw what game it was, I verbally out loud <laughs> cursed, cursed at my television with my children present. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's very similar. And and see on Hulu, I've got the NFL network does the game day, game day pass or whatever. I don't It's It's not red zone. Because it's some guy from the NFL network has to talk over the top of it the whole time. Mm. And and that's like worse than <laughs> watching a bat. You know, like I, I don't want to hear this guy. He He's like kind of repeating what the, the broadcaster is saying. It's really hard to follow the game because mm. they skip around a bunch. I think red zone is the way to go, right? But this is like some game day. It's a different thing. And I was just like, oh, and then. And then, yeah, the other game we had going on was the uh, Panthers 10, Titans 17. That one was so ugly, they got their coach fired afterwards. <laughs> uh, Frank Reich is – that's one of the shortest tenures of any coach in history. He only coached for 12 games. Didn't Hackett outlast him? Yeah, uh, Hackett didn't last he, – he, I guess he did hack it better than uh, Frank Reich. <laughs> I think so because I think that's I think he's eleven or twelve games is what he did, and that's that's one less than uh, I think Urban Meyer even made mm-hmm. it. Well, no, I I think Urban Meyer was maybe one less, but anyway, I they showed like a top five, and and I love that they always do one day 
for uh, Bill Belichick was the Jets head coach for one day. Did you guys know that? I don't even know what that Yeah, I, I'm bored of that one. Can we yeah, put, it's, not bring that up all, it's every like year? the 72 Dolphins. They don't need to have a party no. anymore. Nobody else is ever going undefeated again. Can we all agree with that, too? Yeah, I think it is. With the parody in the NFL, I don't think it's happening. Um, Hackett, Hackett was week 15. There you go. Okay. Uh, Deontay Johnson dropped another touchdown, although everyone was telling me, I did see it, but I didn't watch the replay, uh, that it should have been challenged and he would have probably scored a touchdown had it happened. Uh, but that doesn't matter because I did see the highlight of Deontay Johnson at the snap walking. And then the there was a fumble and the ball's are bouncing you, around are him. Are you going back to that Steelers game? I was moving on. <laughs> yeah, I talked here. about yeah, Camp, Carolina All Panthers, right. Tennessee right. Titans. We're, we're moving right. on forward. All right. forward. We said that game sucked. Okay, Deontay Johnson, you got in your Deontay Johnson thing. All right, and, and Jamar Chase did. Uh, he did. Ha- he did catch four passes. I just want to point out two of them were tipped. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh he did it with 12 points but on two being tipped passes so be be scared everybody that drafted jamar chase myself included my right. high countdown steven Panthers, I i'm done i'm done all right, titans all right. <laughs> you can't have much to say about this game either i mean chuba hubbard was on my bench scoring a, a ton of points that's always fun um, no but but i did uh i did like the titans defense is like a kind of a sneaky streamer in this one and they came, they came through Derek Henley Derek Henry finally comes through for me yeah yeah I, I I've been saying to buy him for three weeks and the first two weeks were looking horrible but he did come through in this one and also I think six six for six if you take every fantasy guides member we all said don't buy the will Levis hype yeah uh, and we were all six correct as well <laughs> uh Adam Thielen though uh one reception two yards Ouch. that's uh that's no good. No, no, me no likey. <laughs> and I'm not oh, making some. Yeah, you you used that while we were gone. Casey, do you approve of the me no likey? I don't, this is, he, he talked to Andrew too much, and now we're getting into the. Yeah. Sorry, you know what? You know boo-boo. what? Guys, 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 I don't even like it. I, I'm disgusted. I said <laughs> me it. Me no likey, me no likey. Who did the Panthers beat? Do, do any of us know? Had to have been the Jets, right? I thought it, I thought it was uh, the Texans. Didn't didn't he outduel? Oh yeah, I think he did. The, beat the that seems that seems impossible at this seems point. Like I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I will say I saw a stat somewhere, and I forget exactly what the verbiage was, but I feel like it was Bryce Young's completion over expected completion percentage is the highest in the NFL. Oh, so okay. he. Any other quarterback put in his situation, basically, they'd be saying would be doing worse than him. Uh, let's cling to that stat. <laughs> we so got to have I something. Would, he's I would not, say he's not bad. If you I, if you if you've gotten a chance to watch him, he's he's all the things that I thought he was going to. He's still as accurate. He's still making good decisions. But that that situation is not great. They don't. He's not surrounded by a lot of by a very good offensive line for sure. And then, you know, even playmakers, it's a little little short on playmakers right now. Well, he might be a player you might want to look at in like a dynasty format, maybe get yeah. him for very cheap. Yeah. Because uh, I do think oh. there are better days ahead. Oh, there. you could get him for nothing right now, I feel like. Yeah, yeah no, stock is way down. I like that take. All right, next one here. I'm going to push you, Steven. We got to go a little faster here. I think we've done like a, a quarter of the games 40 hey. minutes in. Hey, I hope you didn't listen to the the full ones Andrew and I well, did. I, I wasn't able to. I just saw the I saw the hour and forty five minutes and was like, oh, I can't do this. I just went straight to the next. 
Yep. <laughs> so I, you know, Andrew has been uh, catering to your. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're not gonna allow it. Not gonna allow okay. it. Okay. Right. Next game here: Bucks at Colts. Uh, what were your takeaways there? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Oh, there it is. Um, in this one, I was a little disappointed in Gardner Minshew. It was not like I have high expectations for him, but I liked him as a as a streamer this week. Uh, didn't come through. Um, didn't even throw a touchdown pass. Had to run one in for for him to get any fantasy points. Uh, but I was impressed with Jonathan Taylor. The Bucks are a tough team to run against. They're no joke, and he did run very well against them. Um, finished 21 fantasy points, so I was impressed with that. Uh, Michael Pittman. He's seventh in the league in targets. He had 13 targets in this game, 20 fantasy points. Um, I liked both the Indy wide receivers this week. I also liked Josh Downs. I had him as a start. He did not come through, unfortunately. Only 43 yards and five catches. So um, I think he's going to be a little boomer bust. Um, but I think Michael Pittman, that guy, he's he's a stud. He's he's going to be good for the rest of the year. Uh, and Mike Evans, my uh, my guy that I said uh, everybody was way too low on just keeps getting it done. And I swear he's been tackled at the goal line like freaking 12 times this year. He just seems to pop up on missing points being tackled at the one every every week. Uh, but he had a big game, 25 fantasy points. Um, Rashad White, kind of a, a, a down game because he didn't have as many receptions, but he did still get 100 rushing yards, which is actually rare for him. Uh, but overall... You know, the guys that we wanted to do good did pretty good. Um all except for uh wait a minute. Oh never mind. I was stuck <laughs> I was stuck in the Titans game for a second there. My brain broke. But uh yeah, I I don't know if I have anything else in this one. That I was looking Titans for this game will break your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking I was looking for DeAndre Hopkins stats and I was like, Why don't I see any? But I forgot we were talking Tampa and Indy. My bad. Uh I will shout out to Andrew. He said Rashad White must start. He he showed he up. Did. Uh, he did. He didn't, like get, didn't get in the end zone, but um, good call there. All right, another game where here's here's three more quarterbacks that won't be NFL quarterbacks next year: Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and Tommy DeVito in a <laughs> seven to ten thriller again. <laughs> Patriots at the Giants. Stephen, you have thirty seconds to tell me what you think. About <laughs> I don't even want to give him thirty seconds. Uh, all I want to say is. Nine combined fantasy points between three quarterbacks in this game. Oh. That's all you need to know. The, the, and the Patriots quarterbacks combined for for one. <laughs> one fantasy point. Wow. Uh, the only thing I'll say, Ramondre Stevenson, I, I, he's he's starting to take that workload back. So wheels up for Ramondre Stevenson somehow in this pathetic offense. Uh, <laughs> Saquon Barkley could not get it done. Uh, but that's that's kind of when you're in a bad offense like this, that's what's going to happen. So he's uh, he's got a brood of brutal playoff schedule so hopefully you don't have to start him in the playoffs um Jalen Hyatt scored 15 fantasy points who cares it's not going to happen again <laughs> next I, uh, week is, he's going to have I was super happy because I saw I spent I traded DeVito for a bunch of fabs so I could get Jake Browning as mm. uh in our deep league and uh I saw at the end of the game that all paid off because Jake Browning outscored him by one point Nice, nice. That's when. The- yeah, but I didn't know about all those college stats that he had. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, moving uh, on. Jaguars twenty four, Texans twenty one. This was a fun game. This was one that kept mm-hmm. popping up on that uh, NFL game day thing, and I I just kind of muted it so I could watch CJ Stroud and and Trevor Lawrence dueling it out. Um, lots of players looked good and explosive in this. My boy Nico Collins returned to form. Uh, I was excited to get him back in my starting lineup. And then Calvin Ridley, Steven, it, we've been kind of, we were asking earlier, is do we do we get rid of this guy? What do we do? What Do we panic? 
Uh, he showed up again. It sounds yep. like you guys said something that it, as long as Zay Jones, his therapy dog is there, uh, he plays better. Is there something, there's something with that? I guess. Well, the stats had showed it like the split with Zay Jones and without Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, was playing really well, but I, I don't know how much you can chalk that up. <laughs> like, like, I don't know that that's a real thing or just super, super big coincidence. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, I think Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver too. Moving forward, um, this offense is getting better now. Now that Zay Jones is healthy, uh, all three wide receivers are playing. I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to play better. Um, I was surprised that the Texans had won ten out of the last eleven meetings prior to this game. That's wow. you know we, we're so jaded by the Broncos losing <laughs> sixteen straight to the Chiefs that that I was surprised to see another. Another franchise dominating another one so much. But um, no, this is a good game. These are going to be fun games for years to come between these two quarterbacks. CJ Stroud, another amazing game. 30 points in this one. Uh, Damian Pierce, did that guy just turn into horrific garbage over the offseason? Because uh, he just looks awful. He's averaging three yards per carry on the year. Devin Singletary seems to have uh, uh, leapfrogged him in the pecking order for the running backs. I just I'm worried about this guy's dynasty stock. It's crazy too because this offense is good. We we the the only concerns we had with Pierce was that the offense would be bad. The offense is dynamite, but uh, I guess the run blocking is not good, and he's just not getting it done. So I don't know what he's, to think of that. He seems to be going the route of uh, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, if oh Philip Lindsay or uh, James Robinson, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, wide receivers, these guys are stud. Tank Dell could have had a monster game. I don't know if you guys saw missing points. He had like a 60 yard bomb called back by an illegal shift. He had another, I think it was, a, it was a miss by CJ Stroud. And then another one that was overturned by, uh, his toes touched a few of the white blades of grass on the sideline. So, uh, he could have had a monster game. That guy's a stud tank Dell. Uh, these wide yeah. receivers are good. So, by the way, um, can we just. Can there be a whistle on an illegal shift? What's the point of the play? Why yeah. Let the play go through? Yeah. Why it's are we letting ridiculous. the play, it play out on an illegal shift? I'm <laughs> no, confused by that true. as well. That is true. Wait, let's let's revisit that. All right. Uh, next game here, I, I go to my Broncos outsider, Casey Rippey. Mm. What did you think of the Broncos? Twenty nine, Browns twelve. I was shocked. The Broncos offense looked as good as it did against this defense. I thought that this defense. I thought it was going to be a six nine game. I thought both defenses would just completely stuff the other team. And the Broncos offense moved the ball really well. Russ was shifting guys all over to get a read out on the defense. I think he finally has full concept of the offense and has control of it. And it's wheels up for the Broncos. Now, they're not a uh, really exciting offense. They dink and dunk you a lot all the way down the field. But, I mean, it's pretty impressive to watch. I just want to point out a few weeks ago I gave – Russell Wilson, a high five at a Nuggets game. <laughs> and, oh, and things have turned things around. Have, things have turned around. Now, granted, I don't remember which hand he high fived me with. Could have been his left hand. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's, maybe it's not thanks to me. I don't know. It could just be maybe he's just playing better. Oh, one but, other uh, note on this game. Um, I was yelling again at my TV, not because of how the Broncos were performing, but um, I hate the offensive coordinator for the Browns because if I was game planning for the Broncos, I would run the ball 12 straight times. Oh, and uh, Ford got like three carries in the first quarter, maybe two. 
and I bet the over on 62 yards. He did end up eclipsing it, averaging uh, just over 7.9 yards per carry, but he only had like 10 carries. That's well, it's coaching. it's funny that you say that because on the broadcast, the I don't know who was announcing this game. I think we had the uh, the the B squad announcer, so it yeah, definitely I, wasn't like Tony Romo was, uh, and Jim Nance. No, 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 Mark dude, Sanchez. Mark. I'm telling you right now, that was my only comment on the uh, fantasy guys' stream. Mark Sanchez, underrated color guy. Oh, is that like, who it was? Yeah, no, he was doing great. I'm you watching got- with Mark Sanchez. It's it's he is a poor man's Tony Romo. I'm going to throw he that is, out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually say that he no. did seem. To All right. The talking. reason the reason is, is you can watch the game and he- he'll hear a call from the quarterback on the field. Uh, they'll, they'll call out, uh, not Omaha, but you know, all the things Peyton used to eat have all those different calls. And he goes up, oh, they're going, this is inside run here. He was, he was right every single time mm-hmm. he did it. Uh, oh, by the way, somebody needs to get him on their defensive coaching staff. <laughs> the, the Broncos have a new play call. That's better than Omaha. Did you guys see the pizza pizza call by, uh, by, <laughs> by, uh, Russell Wilson? No, uh, pizza, pizza. He called pizza, pizza, and he faked the handoff and uh, ran a naked boot, and it gained like 25 yards, I think. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, but, uh, but Sanchez, yeah, underrated. Well, I, so you know good. what? I'll have to give him another listen, I guess, okay. Jesse. The, okay. The only, That's the all only, I want. I just I comp- want to give him a second chance. It can't be butt fumble and then life over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just know, I just know that they ran an end around and fumbled it, and he he was all over them like you just need to run the ball at the middle, blah blah blah. Like, and I was kind of like, well, I don't know, your quarterbacks can't really throw the ball. I don't think a misdirection end around's the worst play call, you know. So uh, I did point out that the, the com- combination of Doriel Thompson Robinson and um, PJ Walker, forty seven percent pass completion percentage. So uh, not good times if you're a wide receiver for the uh for the browns but i will say at least two or three of those were drops by david and joku that guy has stone hands um also (laughs) did you also case did you see the one drop sutton had in the end zone yes i'm like that one (laughs) that one he drops yeah the guy's been making like catches that like the amazon machine says has like a less than one percent chance of being completed and they're like that's the one you drop like he's all by himself in the end zone, but uh, yeah, he popped up on missing points. Good had sixteen points, or yeah, sixteen points in this one. Instead, he ended up with nine. All right, next game here: the Rams crushed the Cardinals thirty-seven to fourteen, and uh, Kyron Williams single-handedly beat me in dynasty. He he got <laughs> he got Jacob up over two hundred points. Uh, that guy is unreal, and uh, it's you know hopefully, uh, you know the way that. Uh, the way the Rams use running backs, though, I'd be a little nervous. It's like I'm, I'm absolutely nervous. I, <laughs> I I'm not so sure he's not a sell in Dynasty, uh, <laughs> just because I I too I get scared of uh, what's his, of um, McVay. 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 Yeah, McVay's going to move on from him in the offseason mm-hmm. for some reason. You know. Yeah. Don't be uh, to a meeting, or I don't know what all these running backs are doing. But yeah, I had him as a start this week because um, I had a lot of people asking, should I start Kyron Williams? And they were some of the players they were asking him to start over were like Joe Mixon and stuff. And I was like, yes, you should absolutely start him. So I ended up putting him in the start column. And yeah, I was happy I did because he he came through big time in this one. Uh, he's going to potentially win leagues for people. Now, I will say his last two games have been against Arizona and they are like the worst 
defense against running backs. So I think part of it was opportunity, but I think he's still going to be a stud regardless. Uh, freaking out a little bit about Cooper Cup, though. I think everybody should freak out. I think it's how many games in a row has he been under five points now? Um, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, because he has been awful. Uh, he's definitely not a wide receiver one. Now, I didn't have him ranked as high this week. I, I've been I've been higher on Puka Nakua since uh, the two of them have been back all year, but even Puka Nakua was not good in this one. So a little bit concerned about... I'm actually less concerned about Nakua, more concerned about Cup, because I, I, I wonder if Cup's still, still kind of injured. Cup's been um, below seven points since week six. That's not good. No, not good. Yeah, that is... Uh, now you have to question whether you still are starting him. You know? Um, Kyler Murray still getting it done though. 20 points in this one. Uh, he's averaging about 20 fantasy points per game. Um, hasn't missed a beat, uh, at least fantasy wise. Um, his, uh, I think if you look at PFF grading and stuff as a real life quarterback, I don't think he's doing quite as well, but, uh, for fantasy, he's been great. Uh, Marquise Brown, I was glad to see he had 14 fantasy points in this one. Cause he had been completely disappeared in the first two games with Murray, but definitely looked good in this one. And then Trey McBride love what I'm seeing out of Trey McBride. Um, I think he's going to be. I think he's working his way into one of those top five tight ends, uh, and we could see see him being kind of like a like a Hawkinson or something. Maybe not quite to that level, but but maybe that second tier of tight end moving forward. Uh, I like what I see out of him. I do want to throw out there. Um, we didn't mention earlier, Achan, Brittle. And I, mm-hmm. I think we got to give Casey a little bit like like Casey's rebounding a little bit. He on, is. Uh, Thank you. You know, well, done. You, can, you can have a couple 40 point games, but if you just have two 40 point games, that's 80 <laughs> on the season. That's not very good. So well, and I I asked people on the strand on the thread. Uh, what what points do you give him this season? I said, I'd be shocked if he goes over 200 points this season. And that was the beginning of the year. And, yeah, no, you're you're yeah, you're go. looking good. You're looking good. Just there. Didn't know we didn't know he'd have that in two games, but <laughs> <laughs> point taken. Right. Yeah. Next next game here: Chiefs thirty one, Raiders seventeen. What do you got for this one, Stephen? Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes comes through with twenty points. Uh, the one thing I'll I'll say in this one is I need to see more Rasheed Rice because I do think that guy's easily their best wide receiver. I'm just scared that they won't give him a full workload. You know, this one, Kadarius Tony was out, and so was uh, Case. Who's your guy that went on IR? Um, Watson. No, the no, not Michael Hardman. Oh, Michael yeah. Hardman. Both those guys were out in this one, so I do think he potentially got more looks because those guys were out. But I thought Rasheed Rice looked really good. I don't know if you guys saw that long touchdown that he got, but um, his his ability after the catch is good. Um, no, I really like what I'm seeing out of Rasheed Rice. I just want to see more of it going forward. And Isaiah Pacheco, in, in these kind of matchups against uh, bad rush defenses, Pacheco's really been showing up. 25 fantasy points in this one. Um, he's looked really good. Kelsey, of course, did his his thing. Uh, I just think my thing with Mahomes is, though, he always puts up big games against the Raiders. And his big game against the Raiders this year, 20 points. Um, it's just, it's just going to be a little bit of a down year uh, for Mahomes. I think he's at QB8 right now. Uh, on the Raiders side of the ball, Josh Jacobs looked good in this one. 22 fantasy points. Uh, underrated, it seems like, every year. Josh Jacobs still coming. He always seems to come through at the end of the season, and he's and he's doing so. Love what I'm seeing out of him. Jacoby Myers finally bounced back. He had started out really good and then dropped off for the last couple of weeks, but he, he came through in this one, six receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then Devontae Adams, kind of a down game, but I, I think with – 
Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. Devontae Adams isn't your every week like boom player. I think he's going to have some of these down weeks, and this is one of those. It's a good defense he went up against, though. All right, we thought this next one would be fun, and it ended up being pretty fun. Buffalo Bills 34, uh, Eagles 37. Jalen Hurts went off. Well, both went off. Yeah, Both the quarterbacks. You know, honestly, uh, Josh Allen reminded me watching this game. You remember that game against the Chiefs in the playoffs when mm-hmm. they were just like back and forth, back and forth? Josh Allen, this to me looked like his best game of the season. I thought he looked really good. Um, just had that misfire in overtime where – I, I don't. I think it was a miscommunication where he thought uh, Gabe Davis was going to be, and where Gabe Davis thought he should go. Uh, otherwise, they would have scored a touchdown and, and won the game. But yeah, he had uh, th- over 400 total yards if you combine his rushing and p- passing yards. Four touchdowns. Um, I, I thought this would be a big game from him. The, the Eagles secondary, uh, you can pass on them. Uh, they are very beatable, uh, and he did that. The one thing that I was surprised about was. Um, James Cook. James Cook had a good game in this one. Uh, 16 carries for 43 yards, and then he had six receptions for 57 yards, and he should have had a touchdown. He dropped uh, what would have been probably about a 30-yard touchdown. So both Josh Allen and James Cook should have had even better games in this one. So happy to see that. Uh, I don't know if you saw They talked about it on the broadcast, Jesse. Gabe Davis got a game ball last week, and he didn't even get targeted. Uh it was like almost like a coach's thing. Like you blocked really well. You had some key blocks that helped the run game. So they gave him a game ball. Uh, and and then this week he he really had a really good game. Six receptions, 105 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and if you saw this game, it was in like, it rained the entire game. This was not ideal weather conditions to be throwing the football. So they look good. But then the, the other side of the ball, it was all Jalen Hurts. That guy, he has money. And if, when they show him on the sideline, you guys have seen that meme where it shows Jalen Hurts always has the same face. Mm-hmm. You know, the only time he <laughs> smiles when is when it's like third or fourth and one, and he's doing <laughs> yeah. the, the tush push. Mm-hmm. But that he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, he didn't pass nearly as well as Josh Allen, but he passed when he needed to and made big plays when he needed to, and he came through uh, with thirty four fantasy points. These guys are easily the one two. Uh, fantasy quarterbacks in, in fantasy football. And I'm probably going to push harder to draft these guys next year uh, in probably the second or third round. I I spent some time in Philadelphia, as you guys know, and in, in the airport, they have the Kelly green t-shirt with the number one, mm. both sides. Uh, you know, it's not a Jersey. It's just a shirt. I don't wear another man's Jersey, but boy, I was, I was, it was like I was real close to pulling the trigger on that Kelly Green number one with Hertz on the back. I, oh, I'm yeah. a huge fan of him, man. So only- really excited. I took him, took him number one overall in a uh, best ball or not best ball, uh, super flex, uh, super super flex redraft league, and then proceeded to draft like crap the rest of the way. But <laughs> I was I was correct to take him there. Um, he's been awesome and he's really fun to watch. So yeah, and then Devonta Smith. Uh, he came through with 23 fantasy points. Smith's a good re- wide receiver. These games are going to come for him. Like, don't be too down on him. And he's shown it the last couple of weeks. I uh, I placed a bet on Stefan Diggs to go over 75 and a half yards receiving. He received oh, 74. 74. 74 yards. Bummer, dude. <laughs> that was a rough one. Yeah. Hey, Casey, uh, any of your outsiders know who's going to be coaching for the Los Angeles Chargers next year? Because they got to oh. fire that guy. Oh, they, they have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I have no idea. I haven't even looked. How about uh, how about Lincoln Riley from USC? Ooh. He might have some offense. You know. Oh, he's, he doesn't have to move. 
Yeah. yeah. Live in the same <laughs> house. Right. It's already there. Yeah. That's the only place that can pay him more money than what USC is paying him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ravens 20, Chargers 10. The Chargers, God, it seems like they should be better than four and seven. And I think that's head coach at that point. Uh, I think, I think he's on his way out. Um, what do you got for this one, Steven? You know, the, what I got for this one is um, both these quarterbacks, Herbert's kind of not been as good lately. He's had two back-to-back, he's had back-to-back games where he hasn't been as good. Um, I think some of these good defenses are, are good enough to slow him down and that showed the last couple of weeks. And then Lamar Jackson, it's just not been what we wanted it to be this year. Um, he's he's fine, but I was kind of hoping he'd be like a... Um, kind of a poor man's well I guess in some ways he is a poor man's Jalen Hurts but I was thinking he'd be like a discount version that could give you similar production and he just hasn't been doing it this year um he's now 18 and a half points per game so he's really dropped off from those other quarterbacks and over the last oh what is it one two three four five games over his last five games he's had 15 or fewer fantasy points um uh, sorry, four out of those last five, he's had 15 or fewer fantasy points. So yeah, just not been quite the, the season I'd hoped for, for, for Lamar Jackson. Um, but Zay flowers, he looked really good in this one. Um, the, he got targeted a lot. I think he's the biggest benefactor with Mark Andrews injury. Um, I think he's going to have a really big second half of the season. It, it just feels like he is, uh, he's the guy that he goes to the most. He had eight, eight targets in this one. Uh, it ended up with only 25 yards receiving, but he did the touchdown. And then he had that one end around where he took it 37 yards is pretty impressive. Gotta be hard. If you're a chargers fan, watching him go off while Quentin Johnson, uh, does nothing for your mm, team. Yeah. Did he, even record, he didn't even record a reception. Oh no, he did one reception, seven yards. My bad. Sorry about that. Quentin, you know, and if you're, if you're a lifelong fantasy guides podcast fan, which would be just, you know, the last year and a half, um, you know that we weren't super high on Quentin Johnston and we we really liked Zay Flowers. I didn't I didn't know Zay Flowers would become the best wide receiver in this class. Uh I think Hey, Puka Nakua might have something to say about well, that. Well, well, and we were high <laughs> we were high on Puka, but I don't think we knew that he would be breaking the rookie record for although he's slowing down a little bit. He is. We'll see, and I don't, I still don't know that I'd say he's better than Zay Flowers. I just think that's a bit I think there's a lot of system influence going on there in Los you know, Angeles. Yeah. And, and I test, it's just, I test Zay flowers yeah. is explosive. Um, yeah. you know, my, my comparison, I was like, I, I, I'm scared to say this, but he looks like Antonio Brown looked as a college player. And I, it's kind of similar. He is, he is really sudden. He, they, they get him the ball in interesting ways. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be dangerous moving forward but but yeah not flashy out of Lamar but I I think that they would rather not run him you know 15 times and get him banged up like I think they're being intentional about kind of not releasing him because you know right now you're you're going to the playoffs you want to make a long run you want him to be the guy so I I think they're I I think that we could see him having some big games down the stretch kind of like you see it in college a lot Trevor Lawrence he like never ran the ball at Clemson and then in the playoffs he was a huge weapon for them. So I, I think they're trying to kind of limit him. Yeah. I, I think they're doing the right thing. It's just kind of a bummer fantasy wise. I'm not saying he's necessarily being like a bad quarterback. He's doing what is being asked of him, but uh, for fantasy, it's a little, little single tear starting to roll down my cheek. Cause uh, I was hoping for, <laughs> hoping for like at least 20 points per game, which is what he perennially gives you. Like he has been, uh, I was trying to see what his points per game were. He's the um, QB nine. He's eight. 
18 and a half points per game. This is his lowest uh, of his career. If you as if you throw average. if you throw out his rookie year, uh, his you know when he broke out 27 points per game, then 22, then 20, then 19 and a half, now 18 and a half. It's it's mm. it's bleeding out. The air <laughs> is coming out of the balloon. Here's something uh, with that quarterback play. Here's something that is really surprising. Uh, Jaden Reed has outscored Zay Flowers on a per game basis. Mm. Wide receivers and. This is also interesting. Zay Flowers is sandwiched right between Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs as far ah, as average Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's it for those games. Uh, Steven, you got any rapid fire waivers? Any any high priority ones? Or, or are we just like <laughs> not, not doing waivers? Uh, I would say Casey just brought up Jaden Reed. I think he's worth adding. I think Pat Fryermuth is now back on the based on what he just did and the dead, the dead tight end zone, you know, where People can't get anyone to put any points up. I, I think Pat Fryermuth is worth an ad. Um, I think Jawan Johnson's worth an ad as a tight end. He got, uh, I don't know what his injury was, but he was having a decent game before he got injured this week. So those would be probably three of the guys I would mention um, that are worth adding. Maybe Curtis Samuel after that big game, but just know when you put him in your starting lineup, he's going he's gonna to burn you. So those would be some of the guys I would mention. Do, are you saying we don't have time for uh, trivia? Oh, we do. Well, I, I want to do a, a college football update. Oh, uh, I feel like oh, we've right. missed out enough <sighs> on this. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna, I can't wait. Roll this in. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's just it's an interesting time of year. We had number two Ohio State at number three Michigan. Uh, the Wolverines ended up winning that game. That that's a de facto playoff game. So we're getting into some really interesting stuff down the stretch. Um, I think the most interesting part of that game is to take a look at Blake Corum and Travion Henderson, who I think are the top two running backs in the upcoming draft. I've kind of had them there all year long, you know, watching them head to head. Blake Corum is just does so many things. Well, uh, I'm really excited about his possibilities at the next level. So, you know, we'll see where those two end up because they're kind of neck and neck. I think it's going to be a situational thing, but I think those guys kind of cemented themselves as my two favorite running backs followed closely by Bucky Irving who uh, from Oregon who I don't I didn't have him anywhere that high going into the season he's just been so solid used in so many different ways uh he's another running back that I'm really excited about uh if I'm talking about Oregon I think Bo Nix we go back a long time now we were talking about Bo Nix I had no idea he'd be returning to school for his 11th season but you know why not when with this NIL money he might win the Heisman it it kind of depends on this upcoming weekend it's going to be a second showdown between Oregon and Washington. Um, and if he goes out and he beats Washington, he's he's making up for his only loss on the season. Uh, I think it's really coming down to him and Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU. I don't know if you guys have seen any posts about that, but his, his numbers on the season are better than Joe Burrow's numbers. The only thing is, is his team is nine and three. So it's, it's one of those deals. I don't know if you guys remember, but... Lamar Jackson, who we just talked about, you know, he played on a on a team that didn't win their he, – he, they didn't even go to the ACC championship that year, but he won the Heisman. So it does happen. Um, so Jaden Daniels has had such an insane season. He's going to be an interesting prospect to keep an eye on as well. I'd rather have him than, than Tim Boyle for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> hot take. And <laughs> – Ray Davis from Kentucky is a, is a big riser for me as a running back. He looked really good in an upset over number 10 Louisville and yeah, heading into next week, lots of great games that we call it championship week. 
these these ones you should pay attention to, Stephen. This this is for the the Pac-12 championship, which will be the last Pac-12 championship ever. Which is you talked about single tier earlier. There's a single single tier for the Pac-12 as poor college be, football. This will be the last year that it happens as the as the Pac-12 divides into three different conferences across the nation next year. Uh, Oregon at Washington; those are two of the best quarterbacks, one of the best running backs. And actually, I think Rome Adunze, the the wide receiver from Washington, I I had I, I knew he was good, but I think at this point we can we can talk about him as maybe the second best wide receiver in this draft behind Marvin Harrison Jr. He has just been unbelievable carrying that team. Washington is undefeated. I really really like him. Size, speed, combination, all the things. They were faced with a fourth down and one, and they gave him a reverse. Uh, I know Mark Sanchez didn't like it in the uh, when the Browns did it, but it was like the <laughs> same play. And Roma Dunze took it for like a 40-yard gain on fourth and one in their own territory to basically go win that game uh, in the Apple Cup. So I think that guy's really good. Um, still love, still love uh, my boy Brock Bowers over at Georgia. That team looks really, really good. We get to see them against Alabama who they didn't play in the regular season. So that's going to be a game where if you want to see a ton of Debbie and dynasty players, just tune in to George, Alabama. That is, that's a, that's a huge game. There's going to be more in that game than, uh, you know, like the senior bowl for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> more, more of our favorite prospects than, although they did say, Steven, I sent you the thing that I now know, they're, I going know. To, they're going to allow underclassmen to play in those games. So they have so we, to, they have to change the name. Yeah, it can't be the Senior Bowl anymore, right? You got to call it no. something else. Yeah. It, it, well, Reese's sponsors it, so just call it like the Reese's Pieces Bowl or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we want to see Caleb Williams in that game, right? We want to see yeah. we want to see Drake May. So I think Absolutely. it's a good call. I think it's, I think it's something that they needed to do. Ooh, and the winning the winning team should get the Reese's Butter Cup. There you go. You know what I what I, I do wonder though, Jess, is it going to have a negative impact on the whole purpose of the Senior Bowl? A lot of the guys that go to the Senior Bowl are your day two. Well, not even day two. A lot of them are like day three draft picks. Is uh, that Stanford wide receiver, right? What was that kid that he, he he's playing for? The yeah, like the Michael Wilsons of the world, yeah, are, yeah. or the Puka Nakua's, or um, uh, Christian Watsons of the world. Is it going to hurt their stock? You uh, have to think maybe. it might. Maybe you know, yeah. Cause it, it's going to be tough to be seen. We'll see. They'll figure out a way. I'm sure we're still going to have some guys break out, but I, I think overall, you know, you do want to, you do want to see those, those players, even those underclassmen play in those all-star games. That's how you're going to get fans to watch it. So, yeah. um, this one, you guys will enjoy this one. Michigan is taking on Iowa in the big 10 championship favored by 23 points. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a, a big 10 championship, Michigan, Plus twenty three well, over Iowa. Twenty three. <laughs> hey, did did Iowa already fire the guy? They didn't fire him, but they did announce that he will not be returning. So, um, but is I he still is he going to be is he going to be coaching in this game? <laughs> they fixed the glitch. His stapler <laughs> has been removed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it that you do around here? <laughs> Wait. So, is he going to be coaching in this game, or is he like no? No, he's he's still the offensive coordinator. Okay. They just announced he hasn't that he's been not coaching returning. games for a long time, Steve. But, Steven, I'm telling you right now, if you want to laugh, just go look. We haven't been able to talk about it because because once they said he wasn't coming back, it's now it feels like you're kind of kicking a, a dead yeah. horse a little bit. But he uh, I mean, they've been averaging like they, they won last it's been week. horrible. Oh, they, they've they win every game 13 to 10 or or not. Yeah. But they keep winning. They're 10 and two. Wow. So it's 
you know, it's just like if they could modernize their offense at all, uh, God, it would be it would be more exciting for college football. But this also is a uh, single tier for the Big Ten West, which is the Big Ten is going to no conferences or no divisions, I should say. Um, so next year it'll be Ohio State, Michigan, and then Ohio State, Michigan will play again, you know, or Penn State. Um, there will be no more of this 23 point underdog in the Big Ten championship because they will play the two highest ranked teams. Oh, that's that's probably a good call. <laughs> yeah, no, we I think everyone that's a college football fan agrees that, you know, because all the other conferences that are doing it, you know, you got Louisville, Florida State. Great game. You've got Texas and Oklahoma State. Great game. Oregon and Washington. That game would not be happening in the old system because they're right. in the same, they were in the same half. Right. Lots so, of glitches getting fixed in the um, Big Ten. Yeah. And, speaking, and of, it, speaking of that game, Jesse, what you up? know that uh, Washington is a nine and a half point underdog? after they beat him earlier this year. Yeah, that's kind of wild, right? I mean, I think they barely won. And that that stadium that they played in, Washington Stadium, they have a huge home field advantage there. Uh, You know, normally normally the the points odds makers will do like a seven-point home field advantage, right? Isn't that pretty standard? Um, I think so. I think they had more than that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. getting late for Casey, Steven. We got (laughs) saw that. We got to wrap this up here. (laughs) Hey, hey, Casey's like, what are we talking college football? Are we done yet? Or (laughs) he was, uh, no, he was, um, he was working early at the house this morning. So I, I understand. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, and me, I've got the. uh, I don't know if it's uh, if I got the flu from the cruise ship or if I just have the. I still got a little seasickness or what. I haven't been feeling great. So we're shutting That's it down, too. guys. Oh, yeah, no, you caught something for sure. No trivia. Yeah, I knew I'd have something. Come home with something. So We'll do the trivia offline. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that is it for this week's podcast. Make sure you tune in Friday morning. Steven and I will do the flex. Uh, I think it's really fun. Helps me set my lineups, start sits. We talk some spreads. If you want to contact us directly with questions through social media, uh, Casey is at NFL cover zero. I am at Debbie rookie watch. And Steven of course is at fantasy guides. He's the boss of this whole operation. For Casey, Steven and myself, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend and rate review and subscribe. I'll catch you guys next week or later this week, Steven. Have a good one. Peace. Hey, it was good to have you guys back. I missed you. Don't ever I, leave again. I miss you too. I miss <laughs> you too. It was good. It was. It wasn't as good as Andrew, but it was pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, I didn't say that. I just said it was good to have you back. I didn't say you did good. No, hey, we, even, we need two or three more one-liners, Casey, or some sound bites. Me the day of that, he was that I was getting the bump for Andrew. He told me he's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, um, you care if it's just me and Andrew?" Oh, oh, I figured you weren't available. I I didn't know. No, it was because he was working, and I was. It was right before Thanksgiving, and I was like, I I just want to do it this morning and like have it have it ready for the because I didn't want to have to do it like that evening or on uh on Thanksgiving. It wasn't because I just was bumping you, Case. It was just (laughs) just easier because of the Thanksgiving Day schedule. Casey, there's no there's no format that goes talent heel heel. Okay, so (laughs) you know you can't you gotta. You got to look out for that guy. You don't watch (laughs) wrestling then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. See you.